Welcome to the ET Considers Everything podcast for Monday, February the 11th, 2019. On this edition, we'll be taking a look back at the weekend in sports and previewing the final Raw and SmackDown live events before the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view this Sunday. Also, we'll be looking at our second annual UCWA event known as Prelude coming up this Saturday, February the 16th, where we'll have several matches on the road to Revolution, which will take place on March the 2nd, 2019. But on this edition, let's take a look back at the weekend in sports up to date so far. Jimmy Johnson won the Advanced Auto Parts Clash at Daytona yesterday. This was his first victory on the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series, albeit in an exhibition race since the 2017 playoff race at, I believe, he last won at Charlotte. So a good win for Jimmy Johnson, definitely some momentum as we head into the Can-Am Duel races, which will take place Thursday to set the field for the 61st annual Daytona 500, which will take place next Sunday down at Daytona Beach. William Byron won the pole for the Daytona 500. He completes a four, a top four position sweep for the uh, Hendrick Automotive team. This was a uh, very impressive performance yesterday. This is a feat that has not been done, I believe, in the history of Daytona 500 qualifying, or at least modern-day history, I should say. This was a fantastic feat. William Byron got the pole. Uh, Alex Bowman will start second. Jimmy Johnson will start third. And Chase Elliott will start fourth. So uh, both Hendrick teams, all four Hendrick teams, will start on the front row for their respective Can-Am Duel races on Thursday. So a very impressive feat, one that we have not seen done in a while. And this is a... uh, Great start to speed weeks for the Hendrick Motorsports teams, capturing the pole for the Daytona 500 and, of course, capturing the Advanced Auto Parts Clash yesterday with seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson. Phil Mickelson leads the way at the AT&T Pebble Beach National Pro-Am. He is at minus 18. Justin Rose is in second right now, currently in a tie for second at minus 15 with two other golfers. They had the halt play last night at 9 p.m. local time, 6 p.m. Pacific. They will resume play today at 11 a.m. local time and 8 a.m. Pacific to try and get all these teams finished in the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. If all goes according to plan, this will be Phil Mickelson's fifth career win at Pebble Beach and his 44th career win overall on the PGA Tour. Just an astonishing career for Phil Mickelson, who at 48 is trying to capture his first U.S. Open championship, the only major championship that eludes him. The U.S. Open championship will be back at Pebble Beach in June, and if he captures this victory later on this morning, this could be a big stepping stone for him as he looks to complete the career Grand Slam and get the one major that has eluded him throughout the years. Phil Mickelson has six career second-place finishes in the U.S. Open, by far the most of all time, and definitely he is looking to win his sixth career major and cap off an astonishing career that has capped more than three decades as an amateur on into his professional status when he started his career 
in the early 1990s. So I'm very happy for Phil. This is a great accomplishment. He was down three shots to begin the fourth round yesterday afternoon, charged back with six birdies, 10 pars, and has just absolutely played fantastic golf throughout the weekend to get back into contention. And now he is looking poised to win his fifth victory at the AT&T Pebble Beach National Pro-Am and is looking strong as we head into the major championship golf season here over the next few months. The major championship calendar on the PGA Tour will look different this year. Uh, I consider the PGA Tour with five majors a lot. We'll only consider four, but I always consider five. The Players' Championship will be now be played in March. We'll have the Masters in April. We will have the PGA Championship in May, the U.S. Open in June, and the British Open Championship in July. And the FedEx Cup playoffs will start at the end of August, like it has traditionally done so throughout his inception back in 2007. So a great weekend of golf for Hall of Famer Phil Mickelson, and he will look to keep this momentum going as the major championship golf season rolls on. The uh, college basketball ranks over the weekend, men's college basketball, we had number two Duke defeat number three Virginia by a final score of 81 to 71. A very impressive performance by Duke on the road at John Paul Jones Arena as they continue to maintain their status as a top uh, four team in the country and will look to solidify their place as a number one seed for the upcoming NCAA tournament, which will take place next month, also known as March Madness. We had number eight, North Carolina, defeat Miami by a final score of 88-85 to in overtime over the weekend. Senior Luke May hit a three-pointer with seven seconds to go to send the game into overtime, and North Carolina would take control of the game in overtime, and they would capture the victory 88-85. to Number eight, North Carolina, will take on number three, Virginia, tonight in a pivotal ACC matchup where both teams are looking to solidify their spots in the top four of the ACC tournament standings, ACC conference champ, uh, championship standings, I should say, and they will look to get double buys for the upcoming ACC tournament, which will take place in Greensboro, North Carolina, coming up the second weekend of March. Going to be a definitely big-time weekend um, and big week upcoming in college basketball, of course, it's going to be fun to see how all these teams will play out the rest of the year. Number one, Tennessee defeated Virginia, uh, Florida over the weekend by a final score of 82-70. to 70. This is their 18th consecutive victory. Tennessee goes to 20-1 and one on the season. And now just a huge victory for Tennessee to get over a big-time rival in Florida. And just a, a fantastic year for head coach Rick Barnes, who is looking to win the AP Coach of the Year for the uh, Tennessee Vols for the first time and looking to win the AP Coach of the Year, I believe, for the third time overall, having won it two times at the University of Texas as their head coach. This was a uh, big-time weekend for Kentucky as well, as number nine Kentucky defeated Miss, or number five Kentucky defeated Mississippi State by a final score of 71-67. to Very impressive performance by the Wildcats. They look to maintain their momentum. They play Tennessee upcoming this weekend down in Lexington at Rip Arena as this could be a pivotal 
top five matchup for both teams as they both look to solidify potentially number one seeds coming out of the SEC and will look to maintain their momentum at the top of the country in the national rankings and in their conference standings as well. Great weekend of college basketball, of course, and it was a lot of fun to uh, keep up with it, no doubt. This was a tough weekend for the UVA-wise Highland Cavalier athletics teams, but one thing I will say, they all fought hard and gave it their all, and that's all you can really ask for. The UVA-wise women's basketball team mounted a ferocious comeback to defeat Wheeling Jesuit on Saturday afternoon by a final score of 65-59. to They maintained their status up in the middle of the Mountain East Conference standings and will look to try to solidify a top six spot in the conference standings as the season comes to a close here over the next three weeks and will look to get a top six seed and a bye for the upcoming Mountain East Conference Tournament, which will be taking place in Wheeling, West Virginia, coming up the first weekend of March. It's going to be fun to see how all of these uh, Mountain East Conference teams will play throughout the rest of the year, and hopefully they will maintain their edge. UVA-wise men's basketball team had a tough defeat this weekend, losing to Wheeling Jesuit by a final score of 79-72. to UVA-wise is now currently in a tie for 10th in the men's Mountain East Conference standings and will try to climb back into the top 10 as the season comes to to a close. Top 10 teams will earn a bid to the Mountain East Conference Tournament with the bottom two teams being left out of the Conference Tournament equation. be very interesting to see how UVA-wise reacts to this uh, defeat over the weekend as they will be on a four-game road trip, both the men's and the women's basketball team on a four-game road trip, starting with the games coming up Thursday night in Fairmont, West Virginia, against the Fairmont State Fighting Falcons. They will be at Fairmont State and Shepard this upcoming weekend, and then the following weekend they will be at Urbana and Notre Dame to close out their road portion of their Mountain East Conference schedule before coming home for two final games during the uh, last weekend of February and the first weekend of March. So lots on the line for the UVA Wise men's and women's basketball team as the season comes to a close. The UVA Wise baseball team got their season started this past weekend with games down at King. They played two (coughs) seven-inning games on Saturday. In game one, they lost a tough one, three to two, and uh, it was a very good uh, pitching duel by both teams. UVA Wise got off to a lead two to nothing before King stormed back with three runs over the third and the fourth inning, and they captured game one by a final score of three to two. In game two, UVA Wise stormed out to a seven to one lead before King mounted a ferocious comeback and scored six runs in the uh, sixth inning to tie the game up at seven before getting the winning run in the bottom of the sixth as well, scoring seven runs overall as they picked up the victory eight to seven in game two on Saturday. And then on Sunday, they were supposed to play another doubleheader with two seven-inning games, but they only got one game in on Sunday. King defeated UVA Wise by a final score of 10 to eight on Sunday. And, uh, Tough start for the UVA-wise Highland Cavaliers baseball team as they start the year 0-3, but they will look to get back in the hunt in their uh, overall record as they will play 
this upcoming weekend on the road. And it's going to be fun to see how this team will react to this tough start for the year. But they will be on the mount to try and maintain a great uh, overall record and a great conference record as well. The UVA Wise men's and women's tennis team began their campaign over the weekend with matches against Tusculum and Carson Newman. Both the men's and the women's tennis team lost 7 to nothing to both Carson Newman and Tusculum. They will look to get back on the winning side of things as they will host Georgetown College coming up the weekend of February 22nd and 23rd. The UVA Wise women's lacrosse team will get their season underway this upcoming weekend with a match on Sunday, February the 17th at 1 p.m. at Carl Smith Stadium against Lindenwood. This is going to be a great uh, pivotal early season matchup for the UVA Wise Highland Cavaliers as they will look to maintain their edge at the top of the Mountain East Conference standings in the uh, lacrosse game as they are the defending Mountain East Conference regular season and tournament champions. So uh, big time good luck to all of our athletics, athletics teams as our spring sports season get into high gear here as we are ending college basketball season and getting lacrosse, baseball, softball, and tennis back underway for the spring sports season. Definitely a fun time to be on campus if you're a sports fan, no doubt about it, and I'm looking forward to seeing how all these teams play throughout the upcoming months. Of course, I started an internship with the UVA Wise Sports Information and Athletics Department during the summer. I started that internship first weekend, first week of July, and it's been my honor to be able to cover these events here from alma mater. I'm very proud to represent my university as an alum and be working in the sports information department with so many great people here. You'll, you never know the people that you run into on a daily basis. And it's a blessing to have all these individuals in my life. And they help me more than they realize. And I know that I brag on them a lot. But I'm going to brag on them some more because they deserve it. And I can't thank you all of you all enough for letting me have this opportunity to do what I love. This is something that I've been working for throughout my entire life to have the opportunity to cover sporting events at a major university. And yes, UVA Wise might be a Division II college, and that's just fine. But I'm very proud to be where I am. And I can't thank the the entire sports information slash athletic staff for letting me be where I am today. It's a blessing to be able to work here, and I can't thank all of you all enough for everything that you do throughout your entire lives. The NBA had a big showcase game yesterday afternoon as the Los Angeles Lakers traveled to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia 76ers. The Philadelphia 76ers picked up a big big victory over the Los Angeles Lakers yesterday by a final score of 143-120. to 120. Uh, Defense definitely was not a priority for both of these teams in the uh, game yesterday, but the scoring side of it was very impressive. Joel Embiid had... 20-plus points once again and just led the way for Philadelphia, proving why he is one of the best big men, if not the best big man in the entire NBA. And the Philadelphia 76ers are continuing to show why they are one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference and will look to maintain their edge at the top of the Eastern Conference standings here throughout the rest of the season, 
along with Toronto and Boston, who are fighting to get that number one seed in the East Conference and host the entirety of the East Conference playoffs. Great win for the Philadelphia 76ers yesterday. Crushing defeat for the Lakers as they try to get back into the top eight in the Western Conference standings. They're currently ninth behind the eighth-seeded Los Angeles Clippers right now, (coughs) who are looking to keep their edge as the season wears on. We had the inaugural weekend for the Alliance of American Football League, and I have to say the uh, rule changes that are in place for the Alliance of American Football League is very impressive, and I like what they are doing. They are not doing kickoffs, and they're not doing extra points. After you score a touchdown, you have to go for a two-point conversion from the two-yard line. And I think that's a good rule change. It uh, brings a new flair to the game. It gives a new flavor to the game. And the teams now will not have the opportunity for kickoff returns. They will start the game at their own 25-yard line. And that is a good rule change in place. It is definitely a safety measure by the Alliance of American Football I think it's a good move on their part to try and get a new football league going. This is a spring football league, and it's going to be fun to see how it all unfolds here over the next couple of months. And it'll be a two-month football league as it'll run from the second weekend of February all the way to the third weekend of April. Uh, We had four games this past weekend. The Orlando Apollos defeated the Atlanta Legends by a final score of 40-6. to then San Antonio Commanders defeated the San Diego Fleet by a final score of 15-6. The Birmingham Iron defeated the Memphis Express by a final score of 30 to nothing. And we had one more game yesterday, and it was a great contest all the way around for these teams as they look to maintain their edge in the inaugural season of the Alliance of American Football. And I have to say, for them to uh, get higher ratings on their first weekend on primetime on Saturday night, defeating a marquee NBA matchup between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets is very promising. And hopefully they can maintain their edge here with their games slotted for uh, late afternoon and evenings on both Saturdays and Sundays throughout the spring season. Uh, Definitely impressed by the product on the field as well. There were several NFL-caliber quarterbacks that were on the field, several NFL-caliber running backs on the field, and it was a a very good style of offense. And, of course, many former NFL head coaches slash coordinators are uh, looking to keep their uh, edge in the uh, football game as well. And, of course, my team that I'm rooting for in the Alliance of American Football are the Orlando or Apollos, and their head coach is Steve Spurrier. And Steve Spurrier's uh, life journey throughout the game of football has been one to uh, definitely keep an eye on throughout the years, and I definitely give him a lot of credit for uh, keeping an edge on his career in professional football and in college football as well. He's most prominently known for being the head coach of the Florida Gators and the South Carolina Gamecocks in the college football realm. He was the head coach of the Washington Redskins for two seasons in the 2001 and 2002 seasons. And uh, this gets his feet back wet in the football game. And I give him a lot of credit for uh, 
taking this opportunity with Orlando and to uh, try and keep his edge in the college football game. And to see all these great former coaches getting a chance to coach again in this alliance of American football is just fantastic. And I look forward to seeing who will be the inaugural champion of the Alliance of American Football throughout the next 10 weeks. And I believe the top four teams in the league will make the playoffs because there's eight teams in the league. Top four will make the league. It'll be the semifinals and then the finals to determine the first ever Alliance of American Football champion. Monday Night Raw will have their final uh, shows. Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live will have their final shows on the road to the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. One more matchup has been announced for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view as it will be Ruby Wright challenging Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship. We will have an Intercontinental Championship match more than likely at Elimination Chamber as well as it will be the champion Bobby Lashley more than likely defending the championship against Finn Balor. The United States Championship on the SmackDown side of things will be on the line at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, if I'm guessing, as well. It will be R-Truth defeating the championship more than likely against Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura in a triple threat match. Of course, the SmackDown Tag Team titles will be on the line, as it will be The Miz and Shane McMahon defending their titles against the Usos. The Raw Tag Team Championships will be on the line, as it will be the team of Bobby Roode and Chad Gable defending their championships against the Revival. And uh, this should be a great Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Of course, the Elimination Chamber match will crown the first ever women's tag team champions. Uh, six teams have qualified for them, including Bailey and Sasha Banks, the Iconics, Naomi and Carmella, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, Naomi or Nia Jax and Tamina, and the final team in the mix um, is a, uh, a very good team as well. It's going to be fun to see how their uh, champions are crowned in that event. It's going to be a, a big-time deal for the women as well. This is a pivotal moment for the women's revolution once again. They continue to just break ground-breaking barriers, and I am so thankful that they have been given all these opportunities throughout the years, not only by the McMahon family, but they have proven their self-worth on their own. And they have earned this chance to have this quality matchup. And I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how it all plays out here coming up over the next couple of days and this weekend at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. The WWE Championship will be on the line in Elimination Chamber as well as champion Daniel Bryan will defend against AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe, and Mustafa Ali. Should be a great WWE Championship match and one that I'm definitely looking forward to. Should be a lot of fun. Should be a great pay-per-view event this weekend. Definitely looking forward to watching it with my friend and friends, and it should be a lot of fun, no doubt about it. Um, just a lot of great events upcoming this week. UVA-wise, men's and women's basketball will be on the road this week with Fairmont, uh, against ga uh, games against Fairmont State and Shepard. And uh, it's going to be a big-time weekend for the uh, women's lacrosse team as they will have their inaugural game of the 2019 season against Lindenwood at Carl Smith Stadium this weekend. And baseball will be on the road 
against Virginia Wesleyan this weekend. And it's going to be fun to see how they react after this opening weekend and how all of our teams will play throughout the spring sports season. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this edition of the ET Considers Everything podcast for Monday, February 11th, 2019. If y'all don't mind, share the word on this podcast. Get people uh, knowing about this podcast where I cover the professional sports realm, the college sports realm. I take a look at the professional wrestling ranks. I take a look at the uh, local college athletics scene here for the University of Virginia's College at Wise. And um, I just can't thank all of you enough for the support of this podcast, getting the word out of it, and just having listeners. It, it means the world to be able to broadcast this show for you all twice a week. And I'm very thankful for that. Sorry I didn't get do one this weekend. I was still recovering from a sinus cold. I'm almost over the barrier of the sickness, and uh, it is a blessing to uh, be able to talk to you all on a weekly basis. I'll more than likely be back on Thursday to talk about the uh, Raw and SmackDown Live events from this week. Uh, on the road to the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. I'll give a recap of the major college basketball games from this week, take a look at some NBA matchups as well, and preview the upcoming weekend in the Alliance of American Football League. And I'll also be taking a look at our UCWA calendar. Of course, this upcoming weekend it will be UCWA Prelude, as this will be our final event before Revolution takes place on March 2nd. We have two matches set for that event. The first matchup, of course, is a rivalry that has been renewed from a GSW, and it will be now known in UCWA as it will be the right Mikey Reedy taking on bulletproof Clay Mercer in a last man standing match, and it will be a tag team matchup, hopefully with Razor Pierce and uh, Clay Mercer challenging Mikey Reedy, and Logan Price. Just a lot of great action coming up this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll definitely give you a recap of all of those events along with the major professional sporting events, college sporting events, and pro wrestling scene as well. That's going to do it for this edition of the ET Considers Everything podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Share this with your friends. Share it with your families. Show. Thank you all so much for supporting me on this venture. Your support means the world to me, and I'm very thankful for all of you. For now, this is E.T. Eric Tyler Mullins reporting from the University of Virginia's College at Wise early this morning on Monday. Have a great rest of your day, ladies and gentlemen, and I will see you all down the road. Have a good day.